Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of The Nero Show. In today's episode, 11 years later and Shimano recall their 11-speed cranks. What's really going on? Shouting up, up, up in a race and other race etiquette no-nos. The ballooning cost of amateur time trialling. And we've all done one, that post-race Instagram post. How to do it right. And before we get into it, just a quick note. There's some small audio issues in today's episode. Please stick with us. We'll make sure they are not in the next one. All right, let's get into it. All right, 11 years after the launch of the product, Shimano recalling some cranks. But we, we need to probably start with a disclaimer here. This is the standard Neuro Show disclaimer. You did not come here for an engineering breakdown of why the Shimano cranks have failed. Nor, I think, if you come here for a really good, detailed sort of thing of what you should be doing. If you have this issue, there are great videos out there. This is not that one. We save our public service announcements for plugs yes. and uh, not cranks. Exactly, exactly. The first point to this is, well, not, not why now, but or maybe maybe why now? Like, have you got a, you got a theory on this? I don't have a theory. I don't know. It's just, it's, because, yeah, I mean, it's been going on for ages, hasn't it? We've seen them fall apart. Um, it's just, you kind of thought that it was never going to happen because it, it had been this long and everyone with Shimano cranks pretty much knows about the issue and you thought okay that's we're just never going to get fixed and it's just one of those misworking parts that just sits i i can't get over i can't like the scale of this doesn't confuse in my brain yeah do you know what i mean like so i'm i know so many people who have these products and i obviously that number just expands in infinity from here and so I just don't know how that works in practice. Like, is every single person now taking these back to... What a bore, like, like taking these back to bike... Buy, every bike shop must be now like, oh, great. So we, we basically have to hire a person to be the Shimano recall crank checker, checker every time. And then <laughs> it, it goes does. back to yeah. Shimano and then, oh, is it down the limit? I don't know. Like, the, the scale of this just doesn't compute. No. And then what about the stock on the cranks? Because if you... They don't make those cranks anymore, so they're replacing them with the 12-speed ones. How are they making this many excess cranks? Or maybe they will be a bit dodgy with the with the checking. I don't know. I don't think you were not going to go to the effort of a recall and then be stingy with the replacements, you wouldn't think. But I mean, how many of them coming in are they going to replace? Is it going to be 50 50? Or is it 1% did, did have signs of delamination? That's a lot of 12 speed cranks yeah, that are just going to be going. Combine that with all the stages, power meters, the four, like 
So I don't know how those companies get compensated for all this. And again, like the scale of this blows my mind. Like, because I, I keep thinking about this, like if, if something like this happened with any other company, that they're one of their key components to their entire brand is recalled. Surely that puts that company into some sort of financial issue, but yeah. clearly it's not. So I don't know how that works insurance-wise. Maybe they have this covered by some indemnity insurance or, or so that it's not a big loss on the on the company. But then you've got the whole other thing. This is the sort of the where I wanted to take this. How bad is this for the Shimano brand? Because Shimano sell themselves on we are the we work our health. We're not we're not some cool Californian componentry brand like SRAM. Our stuff just works, mm-hmm. and this goes obviously against all that and. The way this plays out just leaves leaves me kind of a bit disgusted by it, actually. Okay. Well, can I say something really weird? I'm going to say it anyway, so I'll just go. It's kind of a boring component to have a recall of. Don't you reckon? But Frank, if it had been the derailleur, imagine if the derailleurs were batteries were blowing up. Well, there's no batteries in the derailleur. But, you know, it's something a bit more interesting i feel would carry it's like the cranks delaminate it's not sexy enough that i think it's going to carry through so oh, it's only really the 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 nerds like us that kind of oh, did it a bit i didn't bother with it so the hierarchy of um exciting componentry failures it would probably breaks right i would imagine oh, yeah. breaks would be a marquee like if you're going to have an exciting componentry break, breaks yeah. would definitely be it. Then I think, see, shifting to me is so. That's I. I think shifting's further down the line, mm. like a, a derailleur issue. I think cranks. No, I, I disagree. I think cranks is the second one because you know. Okay, let's say for example you are riding and it snaps. That's a pretty kind of confronting issue to be faced with down there. Yeah, but it's starting to, to derail. It starts to peel off first. That's a thing. Imagine if it was the spider, mm. where the spider just disintegrates mm. as you're riding along. I found all the the chain rings just snap in half. It'd be a bit more concerning than your cranks slowly start to tear away and then it propagates and then it eventually fails. Okay, I'll give you that. Or your rear derailleur, yeah, just explodes into twenty pieces. What about the way this plays out, like in terms of? For the customer and all that kind of stuff. Surely you lose, you're going to lose some cachet with. No, yeah, but it's 11 speed. Everyone that's cool is on 12 speed now. It's just not, it's just the poor people that are still at 11 speed that it really impacts. Most, or in Sydney, but no, no one has 11 speed anymore anyway. It's like, it's recalled from the old garage bike that you, you commute on. So I, maybe that's why they waited so long. Because then, well, let's bring out 12 speed. Let's get. Everyone that cares on 12 speed and then just recall it for the for the Hambini and the Shane Miller viewers. And they can all, you know, get up in arms on forums and and, and we'll just move on. It's kind of smart, actually. Speaking of Hambini. Yeah. So himself, uh, but there were quite a few, but certainly himself and, and Alex did videos about this. I think Alex. my uh, pick talk. Yeah, sorry. Uh, three years ago? Yeah. Three years ago? Yeah. Like... This is kind of why that wing of YouTube exists, right? Like, yeah. I don't, so I don't feel we're we're a part of that 
sort of wing, but it's it's so good that that exists. And I don't know if that played an impact in it, but like, yeah, I don't know. That stalking thing was so weird. Yeah. Like, again, like I just sort of watched that and like was, what's the point of this? Apart from maybe this is, like you said, to discredit his professional life and therefore that would rub off on what he was saying on his channel and therefore you wouldn't believe what he said because, oh, look, he's not actually... Like, yeah, I just thought that was such a roundabout way yeah. to like well, back. Just, why don't you just make a reaction yeah. to whatever you have, whatever he said that you've disagreed with. Yeah, It's like, he could work at Subway for all yeah. I care. If the video is good, the video is good. I don't care if it works a oil refinery. Like, what What do I care? I'm watching you cheat it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. It's just weird thing. Sort of an example of someone who really doesn't get, like the platform or anything yeah. about that trying to get yeah, get out about exactly it. yeah oh and the part of it was he doesn't pay taxes or he's doing something with his tax like no one cares <laughs> why did you think this was going to matter it's so distracting i don't know if you put this in before or after this recall but i noticed you wrote in the show notes i want my next bike will have shran not shimano yeah I, this was before the read so this was oh, okay. so this wasn't a reaction to so this no 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 this was something i just this is yeah, right this is stuff this is another vibe call and i've been i've been internally searching to find out why but i'm picturing myself it's december i'm trying to get a bike organized for 2024 i want to be able to something different i walk into the bike shop i think i'm getting a shram bike and i don't know why i just why? Why has it? Uh, maybe just because I think it looks cooler, which I have said before. I yeah. I also think it's well, it's a bit of an existential thing. But I think you, the next bike that you are going to buy is going to be different anyway. It's going to be a big change. I have a feeling, mm. and you're like, well, you know what? I'm going all in. Mm. I'm going all in so on the change. I'm just gonna fully mm. embrace the Kool Aid. You know, the only thing about Shram that would hold me back is that gearing. Mm. is not a very good for racing. Like the biggest chain ring, I think, is like a 50. Uh, I, okay, but you've got the 10, but I don't want to ride in the 50 and be down the back of the cassette. So the gearing is the only thing. I don't know, actually, I haven't looked this up, but um, the pros have the on Shram have the 53 weeks. Did yeah. I then think you'd buy like a TT ring? Or... Probably not. Probably, probably not, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only thing. But I don't know, like Shram, I, I just something about it. It's just Shimano's. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this bike here. It's got Shimano uh, Shimano Durace 12 speed. It's just. Oh, this is black and. Oh, you see, I was actually it's just not yeah. hot. Don't you reckon? Like, but it's so. And I, I, I know this goes against what I was sort of saying a little bit when we were talking about the recall. But like, it just really works all the time. And I know that is boring and blah and and all that kind of stuff. But. But now, are you thinking of 11-speed SRAM ETAT where the rear derailers would just stop working and you'd have to worry to them? Or where, what's this Shimano just works thing? In what way? What doesn't work on Shimano? Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. That's a fair point. I don't know. Maybe there's a bit of legacy thinking mm -hmm. in my perspective. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a subconscious Jumbo Visma thing playing at mine because i'm I, I actually don't know why i just want shrimp <laughs> all right well you mentioned so you mentioned them 
the current name yeah. of the current team. Oh, I mean, okay. can we can we maneuver into that conversation? Yeah, you can enlighten me because I'm a bit out of the loop. Yeah, well, I mean, this this sort of blew up recently on the last couple of days. The Yumbo Visma Yumbo Visma Quick Step proposed merger. Okay. Again, you didn't come here for your for your detailed analysis of it, but I did find okay. The first thing is I find the reaction kind of funny, okay, which is okay. Have a guess. Have a guess what the reaction on Twitter and other social media platforms are. Um, okay, the reaction. Now, they're always going to feel sorry for people and someone's been hard done by. So it's going to be a lot of what happens to the excess riders. Um, it's probably what happened... Uh, Yomo's Isma are too good. So what happens to the quick step riders? Um... Anything else? You've kind of got the narrative. Is that sort of yeah, it's pretty much the narrative. Yeah. It's 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 the sort of oh the the rich are getting richer. Oh, oh it's, it's oh. this is gonna be just one team to dominate it all. So there was a whole thing about how the three and a half leader thing would work with Roglic, Vingegaard, Repco, and our man Seb Kuss. And a half. Well he's a half. It's G C Kuss. Sorry. That's a full. He's a full it's G C Latch. And how that would work, it'll be bad. Uh, he doesn't like him. He doesn't like him, that kind of stuff. People. Okay, this is my sort of thing with professional cycling and the whole framework of professional cycling is it's, it is a basket case. It's a basket case in terms of the way it's operated, the, the financing of it, even even the way the teams operate. And this is just 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 what happens. But this can't be for next year, can it? It's October. All that what? So there's there's a whole other chat about this is not feasible. This could feasibly not happen in time for next year. I mean, look at the the thing that interests me is the equipment side of it. Mm -hmm. So specialized and Sabella, what 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 goes on there? Does is there a you know, I don't know, do we ride S fives on flat days and SL eights on hilly days? I, well, I, I, I specialize I'm gonna let Remco ride on a Sabello. No. At what? 100%. No chance. Well, I, I suppose the way... That, okay, so the other chat there is obviously Remco leaves. And yeah, because he's not absolutely would sort of be would be sort of null or something null and void throughout this. And he'd be able to move on. And yeah, there'd be, there'd be that kind of thing to it. So I don't know. Look, there's... We're recording this on a Wednesday. Potentially this doesn't happen and it's sort of turned around. But... There is a lot of chat about us. And, okay, what do you think? If Just from a purely competitive perspective on racing in 2024, do you care? No, I, I, um, set up Quick Step have been kind of slopped this year, so I don't really... They're kind of out of it. They got Casper Askreen. They got Renko, who's a super talent. But I don't really care, like... Yeah, I don't know. They're kind of been irrelevant for me this year. Maybe last year a little bit too. Um, so yeah, I don't. Don't mind. I'm just thinking: does this open up a world tour spot? So who take who's the new team on the block? Yes. So Tate Ma, let's go. Yes. DDT, <laughs> Stefan Hutz, get Unibet on yeah. board. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be those guys, or well, I mean the Tudor. I think the Tudor. Pro cycling line. Oh, yeah. They were kind of certainly chasing because I think they were going to be the C's team. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just find it funny that 
this is what maybe it's just because I'm not writing the scene, but that this is what people get really uppity about when it comes to pro cycling. They get really emotional about us. Drink? Yeah, I I don't know. I I I can't get that concerned about this or worried and I can't join the thousands of people replying to the comments that launched this thing. It's oh, just right. no. it's just not something that and I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm just super cynical about the sport from like the framework perspective or what it is, but like it's just a man to me. Mm-hmm. Like next year there'll be all these teams, they'll all be in relatively different kits and jerseys, and I will sit down and go, Oh, that's a nice jersey. That's a nice kit. That's an interesting rider. And it'll just be like flow on you know i don't want to get yeah caught up in the memories of it all maybe yeah it's not like um soccer where you you pick your team and you are you are for that team and you will take that jersey to your great see that was and that's an analogy like a lot of people on in comments threads were like oh imagine if manchester united and man city merged and it was like this one super team. It's like that's not what it's like no because you don't have well okay this is my reading of it you don't have the you don't you shouldn't grow up a Yumbo Bisma fan and you have first put a jersey on when you're in the creep but Dan put like a totally difference. You know? So I don't know, it's just Yeah. I just can't get excited about it. But I can get I can get a little bit excited about uh another rumor. So okay. Luke Platt rumors we leaving any else. What? Yes, sounds like someone's listening to this podcast. So uh, an Australian, an elite Australian track rider is leaving Ineos and potentially edit to Jacob. What's Ineos going to say in 2024? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, it's looking good for me. Yeah. My bike call from a few weeks ago is uh, it's going well. But just taking that aside, Ineos to Jacob. I mean, Platt will kind of make it work because he's such a special athlete, but... Just as a whole. Yeah. I'm saying. Mm. So I've got a feeling there's a bit of change. Well, you you called it. So there's 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 change of foot over there by the sounds of it. All right, guys, let us know down below. Uh do these mergers matter? Are you caring? Are you emotional? Uh, let us know. So we right race last weekend, you were out doing masters nationals and, and some racing. Can we pick through some really annoying etiquette things that happen when you're racing? I think we can go broader than that. Yeah. And talk about all kinds. Of just, yeah, let's let's, let's just talk. Is this another segment of the Nero Show list of stuff to do with bikes? First thing is when I attack and some muppet starts shouting up 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 to to get the response of the group to my attack. I hate that. Is that is that kosher or is that Yes, not on. I have been the up upper, and I have been up upped. Oh, I can't believe you're an up upper. Uh, I, I do Darren's weekend. Oh, spite actually. Um, it's so it ugh. is. It, it. I feel dirty. Good. I'm it. glad you do. I. I feel like it's. It doesn't sit well. And then I. I I'd admit that. Yeah. But my God, it is really, really useful. <laughs> it really is, and it's yes. given a sad. Yeah. It's a sad truth, especially if you know it's a really good attack, 
and you're boxed in, in on the left, you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, it's such a cheap, it's, it's like, cheap. it really, the person that does that, I can't believe this is you, Chris. The person does the up, up attack. Okay, here's why it's annoying. Firstly, they're sitting at the back of the group because they can see everything that's happening. So when you're going for an attack, you're doing a bit of a sneaky coming from the back. So they're a loser sitting at the back, not actively in the group. And they don't have the balls to actually respond to the attack and go with you. But they're too... So they're, they're a coward because they're not following the attack. And they're too nervous to just let it play out and let the other riders do their feet. So they're not only cowardly, they're also extremely nervous. Mm-hmm. So their response is, well, I'm just going to shout at the top of my lungs to try and get someone else to respond and close town this great, well-timed attack of this fair competitive rider. And I'm just going to sit here at the back and just shout at the top of my lungs and get everyone else to do the work for me. I don't disagree. I, I have used it in a in a panic situation. I find myself, I'm, and it's I'm angry at myself for where I'm positioned in the race and the attack is occurring. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I did it to you on Sunday okay. and I had it said to me, sorry, I had it said about me okay. yep. on on the Saturday. And I was on the Saturday, I remember after one of them turning around and the, and the guy who, anyway. There's not many things like go back and give someone a spray. Yeah. right? That's one of them. Just you go, you get caught, you just go, you. Yeah. And then it's just, it's most annoying because if they're seeing you attack, just go with it. Mm. Why don't you just, just here's the thing. Don't do the up, up call. Just how about you race your bike and follow the person that's attacking. And you get off the front. And maybe you can hit the wind to pull a turn. Who knows? You might stay away. Yeah. A couple might join you. You might form a break. Sitting back, shouting up, up, up. It's just, can we, it should be bad. It should be bad. It should be in the rules. UCI, back, ban it. It's because it's, it's totally just against all kinds of sportsmanship. Do you talk much during, during our schools? You're no. quite quiet. Quiet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, I think that's... I'm a talker. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a talker. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah. What are you saying? So I think a lot of that comes back. So I used to play sort of scrum half and rugby, and that's a very talkative position. You tend okay. to be the link between that forwards and the back. So you are shouting a lot of, you know, informing the referee of what the decision should be and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just used to talking during sports. And I haven't, uh, and I think it does me a real disservice because I don't know if you find this, but the person who's kind of the talky, sooky guy in the race just ends up getting like a big red flag put on them. And it might annoy enough other people that they're like, oh, I'm not going to let him get away. Yeah. Because he's a little brat. And so I reckon it does work against me. And yeah. I'm like, so I do think that's where the up up has come I'm up on my own personal experience. The other racing thing that popped up is a, there's a couple of Sydney time trials that popped up recently and I saw a photo pop up from one of them of one of the riders. I'm actually not going to use the photo because it's a, it's a younger rider. It's not about them. But I just th- this this rider had a, a lot of gear which I want to talk through, which is totally fine. Parents probably pay for it, do your thing. Um, but this is just one of the reasons personally why I stopped doing time trials is because... The money you've got to sink in to keep up to keep up is is insane. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through what this rider was running. Um, 
They want a Cervelo P5. There's about 17 and a half Aussie because it was a, the Durace model. Rotor power meter, uh, Aero Coach extensions, which are about 1300 bucks. A Princeton Carbon Works disc, which, which is 5000 uh, Princeton Carbon Works front wheel, which is about 2300 Cask helmet, about 500 No pins, skin suit, Nova shoes. So I added it up. It was about 30000 Australian in, in equipment just in this one photo. I'm, just, I'm looking at back going, how, why would I get into back into time trialing? Because people ask, oh, are you going to the Westhead time trial? Oh, you'd be good time trials. And I thought, I'm like, well, I wouldn't be a good time trialist because I'd be on, you know, a focus. My old time driver's a focus. I have got a chrono. And I can do little bits and try and get it faster. But when you're going up against stuff like this, you can't, you can't compete. It's totally out of your hands. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so I get the same sort of thing asked, especially with the master stuff, because that's a huge. In fact, there were more people who started the master's time trial in my division than did the road race or the the crit. So it, it becomes certainly a thing. But I kind of look at it the same as you, and some of the pictures coming out of it. It's not so much. I mean, yeah, you could spend some years building up your setup. I get that. Mm-hmm. And there is, I suppose, also the quantifiableness of preparing for us. But the bit that really I can't get around is, and I saw a lot of this, that ultimately you can buy all the gear, you can get the power, but if you're if you haven't really spent proper time optimizing the position, you are losing buckets, of, especially at an elite level. Like you're, mm. you're you're, I mean, I would only be doing it to try and win a national championship. That's, yeah. I'm not doing it to win a club, a club time trial, which I know a lot of people in the UK do. Good on you. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I only would get the opportunity to race time trial at a national championships. And so there is no point me doing that without basically going into wing tunnels and spending time. Running. And a great example of that. Now, oh, should I bring up poor old Dan? Should I bring up poor old Dan? Because his position looks really good. Yeah. And he, he was doing good watts, according to Dan. Okay. Right. All right. This is good chat. Good this chat. Good. You like this? Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And he's whinging that he was at the first time split already 30 seconds slower than his rival. Yeah. Okay. Who was on a time, we were doing similar power. This is a box excited drive. I deal with this blind. I deal with this yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but keep going. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. ultimately, he was he was sending in a picture of him riding and his rival riding mm-hmm. and going, "How am I already thirty seconds behind this guy?" And he had the he sent me the right right freaking files. Oh, he was like <laughs> three eighty watts for the for, for the two of them. Yeah, for like seven and a half minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he was already thirty seconds back. He's like, "How is this happening?" I'm like, "Dad, I have no fucking idea." Yep, I had no idea. You know what? You need a wind time. Or some way of when he's open he does it aero. It's got it. I thought Dan did some aero testing. His setup actually looks quite good. It, it looks, looks tight. It looks really. Good. It does look. I saw the photo. It looks fast. Absolutely. And that's you the sound one. You point. can't see aero. Unsee aero. So yes. the only thing I will say is you don't need a wind tunnel. Okay. So you can do. I actually think in terms of the speed, you can do your ghetto aero testing. If you're on a velodrome. Or you're out and back testing. There's there's things you can do to try and optimize your position without 
going to a wind tunnel. I think that's actually more achievable than me coming up with 30 grand okay. to, to dial my setup up. I can go and do my aero testing if I wanted. I could, it's not difficult, but it's time consuming and slightly inaccurate, but it's going to get you closer. But isn't the whole thing about, about the aero testing, it's not just necessarily the position eye kind of thing. You, you've got to test all the different helmets. Then you've got to test all the different positions. You've got to test all the different base bars, potentially testing all the different wheels, all the different frames. So, I mean, yeah, but that's part of the effort, but it's possible. It's possible without spending money. It just but takes you've got a lot of time. to get all the things to then be testing them versus the upper thing. Unless you borrow it's the other right. Okay. But I feel like if I was committed to if I was committed to time trialing and I wanted to go into that space again, I could do the error. That wouldn't be a problem. I'd figure it out. I'd get it done. But I don't want to spend thirty grand to to get the top of the line stuff mm. whether or not that's faster again you'd have to test it and do all that stuff but the, you're not in a time trial you're not going as fast on a 10 grand setup as you are on a 30 grand setup. there's just things that cost money like the extensions cost money and the wheels cost money the fr a, a modern frame not some 10 year old like i can't i'm a, i can't ride um actually that's not even true because the giant trinity is still pretty good but anyways out of the out of the details basically the money does gain you speed up to a point and then you can optimize from there the optimizing isn't that expensive it just takes a heap of time so i don't know i don't know but yeah with, with dan there what you know if he spent more but, but some people were just maybe he has wide shoulders he's not very aero yeah, i mean why, why? <laughs> this is like, like and, and, he, and also he's a sprinter mm. he has like when he's trains his sprint he's cracking 16 1700 watts he's a sprinter he's a trap rider so he's pushing a Boulder uphill, in my opinion, the first place. So the big wide fall. Yeah. Do you have many athletes, young athletes, who are prioritizing time trial, or do you like steer them away? Well, from one year, well, a lot of under twenty three riders do because it's it's one of the best ways to get noticed. Is you go and do that under nineteen, under twenty three time trial champs. But even then, I mean, if you, if you I don't know if you followed the under twenty three time trial champs for the last few years, but the, especially those Melbourne guys. They're on 25k plus setups with test with 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 track testing. Yeah, I mean, mm. there's a very small group of people that are going to be able to compete in that space, even if you are fit. So. When's the last time you went to a like a bike expo or some sort of you know festival? Um, at the Husky Triathlon two years ago. I walked around the expo there. That was probably it. So you're pretty experienced at these things. Oh, well, there was also the expo at Wollongong last weekend. A couple of, there was like three stalls. That counts. So I know, I find these things interesting because um, there's, there's obviously the, the biggest one really in Australia happens at the, the Tour Down Under. And there's a... I've never been to never the expo there. No. So again, brands all pay to have their sort of space up and they go there and they put all their new wares out and we'll walk around in the, the little circle and try on the helmet and talk to the person and all this kind of stuff. And to me as a punter going to them, I'm always, I've always come away from them, from them a little underwhelmed. Like I do get a little excited because there's not many opportunities as cyclists to sort of go and see all our other cycling stuff in the one place. So you do, you go and you're like, what are we going to see? And after 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, uh, yeah. Because 
no, no offense to the people that are there, but it tends to be one sales staff or some, you know, sales junior is on a minimum salary to just sort of spin their wheels while, while the all this, they're not really into it. And the war stock that there may not be the greatest thing. Have, have you, does it, does it ever move the needle for you? Because this is a thing, right? Where it, again, marketing budgets of brands and stuff mm. get spent. And this is where they get spent yeah. and they get spent. This, these things aren't cheap. So I remember the two and an under thing, it was at least 20 grand to be in that space. What? Yeah. Yep. Now that was for a week and you were in there oh, yeah. and you're in a good sort of place. So it's, there's a good chunk of change to go in there. I really, I is this? All right, it depends what the product is. So there are some things. I'm thinking wheels. I'm thinking even sunglasses, where you see them in person, and they're so much more impressive than anything you could do online. And I think it would make a massive difference. Like nutrition stands. Uh, it's a gel. Not that much, but you know, you go go to a Princeton Carbon Works stand and look at their disc wheel. That's I think there's there's value there, but they're gonna get heaps of foot traffic. I mean, some of them are just it's kind of deserted. Doesn't yeah. really... oh, I don't know. The the one for me that potentially only could could do something is especially when you're at an event where there is a race or some riots happening. Is that you do because we talked about this a while ago. But an opportunity to try a bike, to actually mm. so something like Tour Down Under, good example. You go in, you, you you're able to ride the bike for a couple of hours, which would give you an opportunity to go and do Norman Summit or something on the Madone. Probably what let not going to rent out. Maybe that would rent out at Madone. I don't know. And you know, sign your your life away before you go. And I do think that is pretty cool because even if one one of the guys in your group went and did it for the rest of the week. Everyone would be sort of like, "Oh, Sam, so how'd that Madone go?" At least there's a bit of chat there. I don't know. I feel like you kind of got to make that investment. But just putting the bike on the stand and having the salesperson out in front of us, man, I'm not sure that's quite worth the coin. Especially if you're already spending twenty grand on this thing, why not bring some floor stock in and, and go that route? Mm. There's just suddenly about a semi-busy expo stand. That is just so old school and just easy. It's just what are we going? How are we going to advertise this X product? Oh, let's just book a stand at Two It Down Under and we'll print some banners and ah, that's it. And it, I'd love to. I don't know if it works or not. I'd have you'd have to think that a lot of the time it doesn't do much, but it's just so easy to do. It's so uninventive. Um, not because, I mean, we're obviously making YouTube videos. I don't want this to sound like some, you know, advertising thing, but it is, it is kind of sloth. It's just the done thing. Totally uninventive. Um, yeah. So where does it compare against getting a full page spread in a bicycle magazine? Cause that to me is just as old school boring swap. <laughs> like. No offense. Oh, it's been fun. I'm sorry. But it is. Like, come on, they were probably doing that 40 years ago. Yeah, well, that's a, well, to me, it's in the same. Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. It's like, you get, what are you going to, you're a, you know, someone that doesn't know how to do marketing and you, 
a distributor for a product. What do you do? Oh, okay, well, we can do a magazine ad or we can go to an expo and showcase the products on the thing. At least you're putting some effort in if you're at the expo. At least you have to be there and you know do something. A magazine ad. And how, who, at least you know the type of people that are going to be at the expo. Who's reading mm-hmm. a magazine ad? Oh, yeah. That's that's a question I I'm, I don't know the answer to. I would love to know what the kind of readership of bicycle magazines have. I have. You could tell me they sell five thousand. You could tell me they sell five hundred thousand. I have no idea. No idea. Um, that kind of interests me. If anyone does know uh, and has an accurate data on it, I would be interested. Mm-hmm. To know that, just from a purely sort of spectator perspective, as someone who consumes cycling content that's not physical, so I'm not reading magazines, I, I'm gonna say I don't feel like I see advertising that often. Maybe it's because it's not catching my attention. I'm just scrolling past it, mm-hmm. but it's not too in your face. But when you read a cycling magazine, mm-hmm. half the thing is just ads, just ads everywhere, and that was it getting paid for. And it's interesting that. Brands will still pay for a magazine ad, but I feel like online I don't see that many uh, ads. Oh, so I what you Maybe it's because I use an ad blocker, so a lot of the sites where I'd usually be seeing ads, I don't see them. But it's weird. You pick up this old magazine that you probably, I personally think no one reads. That's full of ads. I'm like, why are these people? Why are these brands paying for ads in this dinosaur book? And then you go online where. Most people are, and I don't see apps. No, I see a lot of online apps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm not using the, the right internet. So if I open a bicycle, a bike magazine, right, and I'll see it, ad for a Trek Benoit. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw an, when's the last time you saw a specific ad for a bike? Uh, when I log on to Velo Outside Magazine channel down the side. See ya. Oh, you don't have ad blocker. Okay. How do we introduce a segment where we're about to diss people to it? <laughs> That's a quite high no idea, Jesse. I have no idea. We just go straight into it. I think can we discuss yep. the phenomenon? Yep. That is the Instagram post race or event recap post. The debrief. The debrief post. Yes. Now the debrief post. Let me let me give you some uh some rules, I think, for the debrief post. Now, we'll, it will include, obviously, some images from the from the event, but there's some key elements to this. Now, normally, you don't weep in the debrief post because that goes against... The, there's a long caption that you can definitely do when you weep, no two ways, but the, but the debrief post goes deeper than that. It, it might talk about your preparation, the challenges you overcame, and the images will include... Obviously, emotive moments of the race. There's other key elements to it. It's got to, it's got to include you and one of your key rivals in, in the races. So, normally, the way this works is it's someone who's probably better than you, mm-hmm. or at least, for example, if if you were in a a creek or some sort of road race and there was a pro there, okay, you would ensure that in that photo was said pro mm-hmm. in there okay yep and um, then there's the caption the caption you can you can take this you can take this all kinds of places yeah but we've got to thank a lot of people yes. um yeah family 
friends, commissions, mm-hmm. volunteers. Normally get a mention here in the in the post. Yep. Um, are there any ones now? I will definitely point out we have been horrendous. Well, at least I have. I have certainly done plenty of debrief posts. I don't know a road racing cyclist that hasn't done the post race debrief post thanking everyone. There's got to be, there's a tone to it though. Because you can't come off to, well, if you won, maybe you could, but there's got to be a bit of a self deprecating nature to it. Um, if you want to mine that, I've got one of yeah, I've got yours. one of yours here, Gris. Um, so let's just let's just let, let's go through. So we've got this is a classic because it starts off with a, we want some numbers, we want some context here. So we've got this it's five stages, eight hundred kilometers, twenty four hours of racing yes. in thirty eight degrees. So we are in the Philippines, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's the biggest physical challenge of your old body. Um, so, so you got around and finished 18th, but it pales into insignificance with what we achieved as a team. Did I use old body in that? Yeah. See old that body. little bit of self-deprecation? Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it just, it just, just kisses it. Yep. I'm playing it. Just brings it down. Yeah. Beautiful. But that's obviously that's the first one. So we got some numbers. We got some results, but you haven't thanked anyone. Um, so, so if we carry on, so um, before we sign off from the Philippines, he's, he's going to thank uh, you. Have to thank Luke yeah. and your wife and your mechanic and your teammates. Um, as everything's going, yeah, that's it. And so it's just it's a huge undertaking. You won a lot, and you're going to be back. And did did we learn anything? No learnings. No learnings actually in this one. This was just a. This is maybe your learnings. You come back in the next place because that's yeah. a classic one of mine. Throwing in learning, yeah, because because that's 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 the other key part to the uh, to the the debrief post, because because you didn't get the results, or you know that tends to be the reason for the debrief post. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the process. Yes. So the debrief post, what it does is it it ins- it reassures the followers that, that we're we're still on target for the goal. Mm-hmm. And we don't mention what that goal is. That's it. Whilst into the future. In fact, may never may never get to the goal. But you just make sure there's learnings and uh, you move forward. Mm-hmm. It's a, I gotta say, it's a very cathartic process writing the deep breath. Because this isn't just something you scribble together in five minutes. There could be hours adjusting, readjusting, inserting sentences. It's a whole procedure to get the, the debrief post post correct. So uh, it's a it's 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 an enjoyable part of the the event, I think. The other the other way to go with the debrief post is you go very not negative, but you go because normally you, with the social media stuff, it's it's all positive, 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 right? Yeah. Other route yeah. is to go really disappointing, uh, subversion, real disappointing result. Just didn't come together for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's been a long process, but it just I'm I, I'm disillusioned. And you really you play up that side of things because that can that can really that can. Yeah, know, I think this away. is this is probably more my route in the past. Is just that don't actually give the details. Don't, I don't want to know what temperature it was. It's just simple, more introspective, and just and maybe even sort of a quote or. A one or two lineup just to reflect 
your feelings at a higher level without going into detail. And just if you don't want to go, if it's too raw to go into detail, that can definitely, definitely work. Yeah. And finally, another one that I've, I've used definitely in the past is, so let's, let's share my big complete thought up in a race. Mm -hmm. I've, I have really added nothing to the race. Mm -hmm. What'd you do? So you thank the winner. Hats off. Hats off to, you know, Tadej Pogacar <laughs> in today's Tour de France. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he rode really well. Next year, no, actually, don't refer to that. I mean, you didn't finish and you're, you know, you're completely irrelevant, but hats off to the winner. Really deserved it today. Yeah. Really deserved Yeah, best on best on yeah. And then you tag the winner, who doesn't even know who the fuck you are, in the actual, uh, yeah. actual race. Yeah. Another classic. The only thing is I'll quite often get mentioned in the race debrief post as a coach. Quite often that's one of the people you would thank along with your friends and family. So wait, wait, do you chime in? Do you chime in at this point? I tend not to too much. Um just because I don't know if necessarily people want me usually they might if they tag me or a coach, I'm not gonna hop in and like steal the thunder of look, you know, it's a bit it's their moment, not me to come in and just, oh, it's been amazing. Oh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, carry on. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. Right. Oh, I feel bad because it's, it is funny. Like the debrief, but when you're doing it, when it's your post, it is like, it's, it's so important. It's a, you need, you can't just do an event and just, just carry on. It's, you need to do the post. So, and I do them and I've done them and I'm going to do them. But it's still funny. <laughs> but it's a very, uh, as a coach, it, it, like, it's an important part mentally of... The, because who else are you going to tell? Mm. Or you're telling your wife or your husband. And, and they're just going, shut up. Like, they don't care anymore. So it just feels good to get off your chest. <laughs> but the problem comes, and this is why we're talking about it now, it could, as, a, as we've both done, and they're hilarious. But after an event, so it, as uh, not to show the Masters Nationals was last weekend, so what happens after that? Out come the out come the posts, and the problem is now our all our feeds get sort of sort of filled up with the post event debrief post. Yes, and when you just see them all together, you just start laughing because <laughs> you've all been there, yeah, and I am still there. But you're right; it is. I think you said this in the beginning. It is cathartic. You do you do get something out of it. Like I don't know if anyone actually breathes. The comments? Well, they're quite often they're too long. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. Um, I think only the people that are tanked in them would be reading that far. But I would argue yeah. that the one you pulled out of mine, here, this one in the Philippines, that's not long enough. A proper yeah. event, post race post, three paragraphs. Yeah. I want the full backstory. You know, the trials, the tribulations, that's not. Yeah. There's no oh, I'm like edit. You're just straight in with the with the detail. I'm like getting edit. Yeah, I think go back sure. in twenty three weeks later, I'm yeah. going in. You might update, change that. Because yeah. now that we've learned something, I've learned never to go back. So quick update on Plug Awareness Week, which I think you would agree has just captured the imagination. It has gone worldwide. It's gone every corner. Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. Uh, I was very disappointed. Uh, GCN put a video up during the week and it was something along the lines of what should you carry in your saddlebag? Not one mention of a plug. No. Poor. Very poor. They still had puncture repair kits, you know, on the side of the road where you're going to be, you know, putting your little patch over your oh. inner tube and drawing all this sort of oh, stuff. Kids won't remember one, that is. Not what is that. What are you talking about? Patch. Very, very disappointing. 
And um, but I was going to suggest that we continue the uh, the awareness program well into next week. And if you are on the side of the road plugging, please do, please do send us a uh, uh, well tag the Nero Show mm-hmm. on Instagram, and we will ensure a retweet very re repost immediately. A retweet. What's that man called? I don't know. It's still called a tweet, or is it called an X? All right, before we go, Jesse, I just want to quickly say a big thank you to our audience who are... So the biggest thing people ask are what they can do to support the show. Liking these videos is bloody important. And I've got to say our audience are friggin' good at that. Like liking and commenting triggers the algorithm is really good. The other thing is obviously share it on with your mates. The thing we do drop the ball on is the podcast stuff because we don't really know how it works. (laughs) People seem to suggest that leaving reviews is a thing. So that definitely does help us out. But honestly, nothing really beats the likes. That's that's fantastic. It's the best thing for, the, for everyone to do. Mm-hmm. With that said, I think we'll wrap it up. Jesse, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 